the dough and five O's coming up. Yeah, they gon' talk about Florida, cause it sucks. Yeah, they gon' talk about politics, news, and stuff. Yeah, they gon' talk about cause it's funny. So what? Yeah, they gon' talk about it. what happened. Seems like I might have lost my place. Well, if you're just now tuning in, the show hasn't started yet. Congratulations, you made it. So let's give it up for the Doe and 5 The Doe and 5 coming up. Yeah, they will talk about Florida. Yeah, they gon' talk about politics, news, and stuff. Yeah, they gon' talk about cousins, money, so what? Yeah, they gon' talk about it. All right, everybody, welcome to another week of the Doe and Five O Show. Joe, how's it going today? It's going well, Lee. How's it going for you? Well, it's 2020, so not great. It's not so bad. <laughs> Actually, I'm doing fine. Uh, we're all doing pretty well. Uh, the Democrats tell me I'm not doing so well, but I, I, I haven't noticed much of a difference in my day-to-day no, life. So. No politics. <laughs> no politics. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of no politics, let's go ahead and dive into the news headlines, Joe, where KFC suspends its finger-looking-good slogan amid the pandemic. <laughs> I'm going to make him as uncomfortable as possible for as long as possible. I'm just going to do it. Out of Louisville, Kentucky, in light of the coronavirus pandemic, Kentucky Fried Chicken has suspended the use of its finger-looking-good slogan after 64 years, Joe. The company said in a statement Monday the tagline is the most inappropriate slogan for 2020. Uh, The company says the pause will be for a little while, and the slogan will be back when the time is right. Uh, The Center for Disease and Control Prevention's coronavirus safety measure calls for people to avoid touching their eyes, nose, and mouth with their unwashed hands. Now, I don't know about you, but I've, I've eaten plenty of KFC in my day, and, uh, I mean, the grease is probably going to kill whatever, <laughs> whatever COVID has I, coming for I, you. So. I, I, I'm much more concerned about the cholesterol <laughs> going into my body than if I lick my fingers. I'm guessing that's probably where the, uh, the, the, the coin term of heart attack in a sack probably came from the colonel's buckets, <laughs> if I had to guess. So. It could be. <laughs> oh, mercy. That, that's... that's <laughs> Everything's getting so stupid yeah. now. That's right up there, down there. And a uh, twist of irony, Joe, a video uh, is going to show a driver charged with a DUI after crashing into a psychic's office on Monday. <laughs> they saw that coming. <laughs> uh, an uneventful day wasn't in the cards for a long-time fortune-telling business after uh, near I-10 after it ended up with a vehicle through its front wall. The truck crashed through the front office of the psychic room Monday afternoon, which is located at College Drive and Corporate in Baton Rouge. From Corporate Boulevard, the driver, 42-year-old Derek Lakeham, crossed College Drive and did not stop until colliding with the building. Lakeham was later arrested on a DUI and reckless operation charges. Authorities say no one was hurt in the crash, but two people were inside of the uh, psychic home in the business when it was slammed into. But they were not caught unaware. (laughs) Those inside, including the psychic and her grandson who both initially thought the loud crash was actually an explosion. Guess they didn't see that coming either. Uh, the grandson said he was in his room while his grandma was in the kitchen cooking at the time of the incident. Grandma was cooking chili at the time and was covered in the hot food because of the crash. She did tell her grandson earlier in the day that she had a strange feeling about the day. Oh, of she, course she did. But she didn't predict this. No. Bullshit. <laughs> it's 2020. You I ever been to one of those? Every damn morning I could say, I have a funny feeling about today and I'll be right. No, I've never been to a psycho, gig, psychic, psychic, 
I don't even know if there's any of those around here. I don't. There used to be one by uh, in Kokomo, which is what about twenty minutes south of us here, probably. Right. Uh, there used to be one kind of by. Um, Oh, that, like the Mark Lamal area off of uh, one of the side roads there. Okay. I don't know if it's still there or not. But Oh, you know what? I, I did. It. After my dad passed away, my uh, one of my aunts got me in touch. I think it was my aunt. Maybe it was my sister. Got me in touch with one over the phone. Uh-huh. And, and they said they could. Uh, and, of course, I, I was really close to my dad. And I, I thought that was all silly. But they paid for it. And they just you know went ahead and, and set it up for me. So what the hell? I'll talk to them. <laughs> and uh so i'm talking to the lady and uh she's she's off on a lot i mean she she just was seemed weird and and uh she started talking about my dad and, and she said something about my brother and then she said oh he he loved working on cars with you it was very generic what a dad does with their right. with their boys and the thing is dad did not touch cars he drove cars you know, I wonder what this generation would grow up with. It's like, like, did your dad teach you how to make a man bun? <laughs> did he put you in timeout? <laughs> did you get a trophy? <laughs> anyway, they were... So at first I was... Uh, I, I, I started talking and then, and then as I knew how, how phony she really was, I just started playing along right. with it. Did he, does, he, does he talk about the vet? We love the vet. Never had a vet. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said he loved working that with you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> that could be a fun skit we could do one day. We can find us a psychic and you and I can go... Uh, make fun of him. Make- <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, moving on, Joe. Uh, we're going to watch a video here about a creepy doll that moves on its own. You believe in haunted spirits and, and yes, whatnot? Yes, I do. Right. Let's give this video a watch here. Uh, this video was posted on TikTok, which I've gotten a couple messages here lately about uh, people wanting us to jump on that platform with the Doan 502. So basically, TikTok is anywhere between like a 15 to 15 second to one minute long video that you can do. And because of the what can you do for me within the 60 second generation of everyone's mindset nowadays. We're actually really entertaining for that long anyway, yeah, so that so might be good for us. Really? We've moved up to 60 seconds? That's no, great. no, no, no. I meant... I, th- I thought you meant like 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, this is posted on the TikTok platform. Uh, Holly Armstrong filmed inside of the wardrobe, and then there's a wooden doll that sits on top of her shelf. As you can see in the camera, it continues to film. Holly can be heard saying, oh, my God, as the doll's feet start to tap together before it seems to lift its leg. Uh, sharing a clip, she writes, five seconds before I jetted out of the house and threw a match behind, <laughs> threw a match behind me. Although Holly later confirmed she's just joking about torching down her own home, she did say that she immediately left the property where she was house-sitting. The clip has racked up more than 10 million views, Joe, and hundreds of comments from people wanting information about the seemingly possessed doll. In a follow-up clip, Holly says, What happened was I was house-sitting for family, and I was over there for the weekend. I felt like creepy crawlies, uh, I felt like creepy crawlies just be, being upstairs by myself, and, all that happened was, and after all that happened, I, I got the heck out of there. I did tell the family, and they were going to investigate it further, but I'm clearly in shock. I'm thinking battery-operated or something like that, yeah, aren't uh, you? Yeah. Uh, have you heard of... Um, the Reddit app or Reddit website, Joe. Yes. So I don't, I don't really get on there. Sometimes if I look up something on Google, it'll automatically take me to a Reddit thread. If it's maybe I'm looking for a how to do something, or I have like a, like a lot of home uh, 
smart home devices in my house. And sometimes if I'm having problems, I'll find answers on Reddit. Mm -hmm. But it's used for all kinds of different stuff. So uh, we're going to read a uh, little uh, little snippet from a Reddit site I found here where uh, my best friend is married to her boyfriend of four years. And if they're going to have a they're going to have a ceremony in a few months. She wants me to be a bridesmaid, which I'm 100% okay with and love to be one for her. But I want for her wedding day to be great for her and go off with as little problems as possible. When I agreed to be one of her bridesmaids, uh, bridesmaids, I had no idea of the stipulations of this. She had three conditions that I'm not willing to meet to be her bridesmaid. She wants me to wear makeup that matches what her and the other bridesmaids are wearing, and she wanted me to wear a dress. Uh, this is coming from a guy, by the way. Oh. Uh, when she first told me all of these things, I thought she was joking and laughed. When she assured me she was being serious, I told her I didn't think I, uh, that I was actually okay with all of those things. She, got, she became angry. She said she didn't understand how her best friend could refuse to be her bridesmaid. I told her that I couldn't help and, and I am not, I could not help and I'm not comfortable with doing these things. Just to clarify, I'm extremely comfortable with my masculinity, but wearing makeup and dresses is something that I'm just 100% not comfortable with doing. I love my friend so much, but this is really is, isn't something that I'm willing to do. When I tried to explain all this to her, she got even more mad. She told me it was her day and I told her I understood, but I wasn't willing to do this. She then told me that she'd prefer just to me not go to the, for me to not go to the wedding at all. I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but I am bisexual. For a while, when I started uh, discovering my sexuality, I thought that because I was attracted to men, I was gay. I had never seen any other gay people other than on TV, so I tried to become like them. I was a total stereotype, and at one point, I even did drag. I didn't enjoy it, and I don't really even enjoy watching drag shows. I grew out of that phase and realized it's possible to want to have sex with other men, but not incredi be, be incredibly flamboyant and still watch sports. It's amazing how uncomfortable I am right now. <laughs> that argument was three days ago, and we haven't spoken a since. I'm looking for advice. So why, this is a, a. Why are you looking for advice? Don't go. You, it's not your friend. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this this kind of takes a whole new spin on the dear Abby letters letters that you know we probably grew up. But, reading so that's and stuff what like that, so. that's what Reddit is. Is that it, people just. It, it Reddit is a million things. Like I said, I go on there every once in a while. I don't even have an account. It's just if I Google something, and okay. sometimes it'll take you to an answer. Yeah, because I've, so. I've gone on to that, and I don't remember anything like this. But yeah, but I, there's there's a million platforms for it. So I, apparently they have like looking for advice on. Apparently looking for, for advice for this, from so. from the general public. Yeah, should I wear a dress? Should I not? Should I? <laughs> Dude, if you're not comfortable doing it, don't do it. She's obviously not a very good friend if she's no, <laughs> telling no. him not to come at all because she's not getting her way. Those are called uh, bridezillas, I believe yeah. is what they say. So that's not cool at all. <sighs> I just can't imagine asking for advice on something like that. Yeah. All right, Joe, we're going to move on now. Where a boy, age three, orders $50 worth of McDonald's french fries from his mom's Uber Eats app. Uh, mo mother of three, has, a three-year-old boy, has deleted a Uber Eats from her phone after her son ordered 50 bucks worth of McDonald's french fries. Ashley Kiao shared the hilarious video to Facebook last week, and it's since racked up over 10,000 views. There's nothing like getting a knock at the door with a McDonald's delivery, the mother wrote on Facebook. All of us confused, but the driver insisted it was ours and showed us the actual order. The mother said she opened the bag to find multiple servings of large french fries, at least eight are visible in two bags in the video, and one is seen sitting on the table. Uh, she then pans to a mobile phone, which shows the cost of the fries comes to just under $49. Harry, Miss Cal said in the video, what did you do? She then pans to the cheeky boy who seems quite content munching on one of the french fries. Fortunately for mom, she has a good sense of humor and has done several interviews following the video, though she admits she has since removed the app from her phone to prevent further unexpected deliveries. Why, why does a three-year-old have her phone? Probably the babysitter. Be my guess. I don't know. But hey, he knows how to order french fries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
she checks the phone to see the payment screen to see the payment screen needless to say it gave us all a great laugh when i uploaded it to facebook but i wasn't receiving uh, expecting it to receive such a big reaction a uh, little fellow apparently was able to eat at least a few of the french fries <laughs> i've heard stories like that i've actually had friends that have um you know maybe their kids will have the hand me down the old cell phones right they'll, they'll upgrade and they'll just let the kids play with the the, the old phones or something right. and, um, they don't take the proper steps to kind of secure their, uh, like in, in our case, with their our iTunes account, our Apple account, and uh, the kids will rack up crazy charges on buying, downloading video games and stuff like that. So that would kind of shock you for fifty dollars worth of French fries. Yeah, and they're they're no good when they get cold. So you eat them yeah. fast. Eat them fast, man. Eat them fast. <laughs> uh, shopper shocked after finding an abandoned bag of adult toys outside of a grocery store. Um, the woman, who wished not to be named for this article, was heading to the supermarket in Great Greater Manchester when she made the unexpected discovery, which was found at the back of the building near the car. She went over to investigate after hearing a noise, but when she went to look inside the bag, she found it was filled with a variety of sex toys. The shocker, the shock shopper told Manchester Evening News, I was walking to Farm Foods in Prestwich around 10 a.m. Tuesday, and I came across this bag. I heard a noise and went to check and see what it was, so I guess they'd just been left there. It's an unusual find, but I had to leave it there with my children. I was a bit gobsmacked when I found it, but I carried it into Farm Foods. Uh, the bemused mom said she later found a letter inside the plastic bag, which was addressed to the woman. A friend who was with her at the time of the bizarre find collected the X-rated stash and is now trying to find the rightful owner on social media through the Greater Manchester Facebook page. Uh, the time of this article has still not been claimed. There is a letter in the bag? That's what I said. And that didn't... Must have not had a specific name to it, I guess. I don't know. That's... She heard a noise? I'm guessing something was vibrating in there. <laughs> and she thought to open it and then take it into the store. I kind of wish she stuck her hand in there and was digging through for the... <laughs> that. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking. If I see a big bag there, I don't... It's not my first reaction <laughs> to stick my hand in there. All right. Well, that's all we got for this week in news. Stay tuned for this week in Florida. Down to Florida. Welcome you to the Sunshine State They're kicking back and soaking up the rays Every day in Florida I'm in Florida The sun is setting over Tampa Bay It's like a Caribbean holiday Every day in Florida all right, everybody, welcome to This Week in Florida. We're going to start off at uh, St. Pete, Joe, where a man is accused of attacking, attacking his ex-roommate with a sack of potatoes. Shocking. <laughs> That's probably the most lethal thing we've heard probably, of so far. Probably. Out of St. Petersburg, Florida, a St. Petersburg man is behind bars after police say he assaulted his ex-roommate with a sack of potatoes after breaking into her apartment. According to St. Uh, uh, Petersburg Police, Stephen Teal, age 34, entered the victim's apartment through a window on June 10th and proceeded to beat her with a potato sack, leaving her with visible injuries. The arrest affidavit... So that was his plan when he broke in? I guess. <laughs> uh, the arrest <laughs> affidavit did not go into detail how Till was apprehended. He is charged with burglary and, burglary and is being held on zero bond. Burglary? Zero bond? So they charged him is with burglary and not held? battery? That's and did he, well, he must have taken the potatoes with him. <laughs> he must have consumed them. 
<laughs> getting rid of this evidence. Got I, I saw that pop tart. You're guy not gonna pop tart me, woman. <laughs> uh, Florida woman opens her boat hatch, urinates on sleeping man, then bites him. <laughs> Uh, this is why you go ahead and batten down the hatches. A Florida woman was charged with domestic battery after popping open the hatch of a cabin cruiser boat she shares with her domestic partner, then proceeded to urinate on him while he was sleeping in the bed below. Uh, this is according to a criminal complaint filed at the Pinellas County Circuit Court. <laughs> Heather, Heather Smith also allegedly uh, bit the stomach of the man, uh, who the smoking gun identifies as her husband, and when he came out of the cabin after the rude awakening, uh, the police report indicates that alcohol may have been a factor. <laughs> <laughs> the pair have been involved in a dispute for in a, a the pair had been involved in a dispute of an undisclosed nature, undisclosed nature. The defendant opened the front porch hatch that is located on the roof of the interior cabin and urinated on the victim. The complaint charges. Florida police define domestic simply as someone living in the home and do not identify victims of such crimes. Smith, age 47, was arrested shortly before 4 a.m. on Sunday, roughly two and a half hours after the altercation is believed to have occurred. She and the alleged victim live in a condo with a boat slip on an island near St. Pete. Uh, the alleged victim did have bite marks to support his claim, and police said Smith did not deny the incident. Uh, she, she peed on him. <laughs> bit his belly. And then she bit him. Bit his belly. <laughs> so, probably got pee in her mouth, depending on where she peed on him. Yeah. I mean, because it didn't wake him up, right? Obviously, otherwise, how'd she get down there to bite him? Florida's know. weird. <laughs> Boy, they're weird. But now this guy, he <sighs> looks normal. He does, doesn't he? Uh, deputies say witnesses use a cast net to catch a burglar. Uh, an 18-year-old who was attempting to break into a vehicle was caught by two men who threw a cast net over him. The Collier County Sheriff's Office said Silvero Sanchez Ramirez now faces charges for burglary of an unoccupied conveyance and criminal mischief. Deputies responded late Thursday to El Paso Trail after they say Sanchez Ramirez was seen attempting to break into a vehicle parked in the yard of a home. Deputies say two witnesses heard Sanchez Ramirez outside and looked to see outside to look and to see him opening the car door. When he found it locked, Sanchez Ramirez ripped the wind off the windshield wipers and tried breaking the windshield. The witnesses found Sanchez Ramirez hiding in the bushes after he took off running, jumping a fence when they approached him. One of the witnesses followed and threw a cast net over <laughs> over him to hold him down until deputies arrived. According to reports, Sanchez Ramirez appeared to be intoxicated and was unable to give a statement to, to deputies. He was identified at the jail and faces charges for attempting to open the vehicle and causing multiple cracks to the car's windshield and ripping off the windshield wipers. I really wish there was a video for that one. <laughs> I, he, he couldn't get into the door, so he ripped off the windshield wipers and then that's, tried to break the windshield. That's going to get the job done. <laughs> uh, out of Clearwater, Florida, police say a man steals scratch-off tickets from the store, then tries to cash in the winning tickets at the same store. <laughs> well, you might say he ran out of luck. Clearwater police say Herbert McClellan, age 27, walked into a Speedway gas station around 2 a.m. Tuesday. While in the stores, uh, investigators say McClellan reached over the counter to steal 13 different kinds of scratch-off lottery tickets while the clerk was busy. They must have been really busy. 13 different <laughs> kinds. I can see, like, getting a whole roll of one and tearing them off, but... 13 different kinds. What was that cashier doing? I don't know. Uh, he says he, the, the report says he then left the store without paying for the tickets, worth $102. He didn't waste any time to check to see if any of them were uh, lucky winners. When one ticket offered a $30 prize, officers say he went back to the same store a few hours later to cash it. Employees called the police who arrested McClellan for petty theft and dealing in stolen property. He is now being held on a $12,000 bond. Dumbass. For $102 worth of <laughs> scratchers. <laughs> 
Florida. <laughs> all right, that's all we got for this week in Florida. Stay tuned. It's your lucky day Uh-oh. for good news. Oh. All right, everybody, welcome to This Week in Good News. Joe, we're going to start off where third time is actually a charm, where a couple save the date announcement goes viral. Isn't that the saying, third time, third time's a charm? Yeah, well, I guess they're trying to say they are, they're proving that that is, in fact, correct. Hmm. Uh, they've been waiting to get married, Joe, for eight years. What's another two-year wait, right? The Detroit couple's already had to postpone their 500-person, 500-plus uh, person wedding twice this summer due to the COVID-19. But things are starting to look up for Taylor Bishop and Alex Collar. Third time is a charm. Hopefully they have the date set for summer of 2021. Bishop said it was depressing to receive change oh, the date wait, announcements. wait. They think the third time is a charm. They, yeah, don't, they don't know, know yet. They don't know for sure. No, it might not be a charm at all. Proceed. Uh, they wanted to post something uplifting and it made everyone laugh because it was such a bummer, said Taylor in the video about the couple posted on Instagram. Uh, the first video about rescheduling the date went viral and was picked up by the wedding website, The Knot. The follow-up video that is yet to be po- uh, that has yet another postponed date was re- posted recently, and it's getting a lot of laughs. We'll go ahead and load up this video for you guys to take a look at. that if Sarah asked you let's do this video with a cake and then we'll dance afterward you wouldn't do it would you <laughs> I'm just sitting here watching this thinking you know if they wait much longer to get married they'll probably be divorced before they ever get married <laughs> by, by American statistics anyway so uh, stranger hands out cash to people wait, waiting so that was good news well yeah they're, that potentially they might get married, might get married. In, in a year they got a little viral video going on there to tell you how bad things are going in the world right now <laughs> that was one of the good news we had two and that was one of them. <laughs> well, if you would go back to politics. Well, I told you we need to have a separate video <laughs> where we say what we're really thinking. And we don't worry about political correctness. and We have a ball. But that's going to cost you to watch that because it could mean both our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay tuned. Hey, look, it's Gilligan. Gilligan. Uh, stranger hands out cash to people waiting for stimulus checks. Out of Portland, Oregon. Wow. Uh, thousands of uh, Oregon, or how do you say that? Orangutans? <laughs> Oregonians. Uh, waited in long lines. At <laughs> Actually, credit- that looks like, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thousands of peeps in Oregon waited in long lines at uh, credit unions across Oregon Thursday to apply for a $500 emergency relief check. But people at one location left with more than they expected. Catherine Davidson said she was waiting along with hundreds of other people Thursday morning when a man driving a Jaguar pulled up. She said he seemed irritated at first that people were blocking the ATM, but then those that, that gathered around explained they were waiting for emergency funding. 
Davidson said the man reacted by asking, really, you guys need help? When she answered yes, he did something that she says restored faith, her faith in humanity. All of a sudden, he breaks open a stack of $100 bills, and he said he started to begin to distribute this down the line. He just said, here, take it. He didn't ask for anything, so he just drove off. Uh, Davidson, who formerly worked with Armored Transit Services, said she thinks the man handed over, handed over $10,000 cash. Oh, my gosh. He actually broke the band off of it, so that means it was a stack of ten grand, at least 3000 Maybe the whole 10000 It was just distributed to everyone in line, she says. Well, there'd be a big difference. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she must not have been uh, one that counted. It's either, yeah, 30 no. people or 300 yeah. people, and she didn't know. <laughs> uh, the man didn't identify himself before driving off, uh, probably because he robbed a bank. Uh, all of us <laughs> or in, he's uh, dealing good news, drugs. Good news, good, good news, news, good news, good news. Uh, all of us in line, we wanted to say thank you so much, whoever you are. You're a saint, Davidson says. There are black people, white people, men, women, Catholics, and people with a Jewish star necklace. He handed out money to every single one of us. Didn't matter who we were, what we looked like. Women in burkas and every manner and walk of life are here, and he helped every single person. The emergency funding program announced Wednesday is aimed at helping 70,000 people in Oregon who have been hurt economically by the pandemic. By That's not what they were hurt by. They were hurt by the damn... Oh. <laughs> yes, that was good that that guy did that. By mid-afternoon Thursday, uh, 33,000 people had been paid. Uh, the state said the money is expected to last until at least next week. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Well, that is good news, Lee. It is, isn't it? I'm so happy... For those people, boy, I really want to do that other show. <laughs> so we are considering maybe possibly bringing back political garbage um, as a separate show, just like its own video, more or less. Yes. Um, for for those of you <laughs> who are a little squeamish, yeah, so. you're not going to want to watch it. Um, it's going to be a matter of trying to figure out how to best, best way going about it. It's not something that would be posted on our social media sites or anything. We're looking at doing like a paid service. Some, some of these that are into really heavy into the podcast and, uh, maybe different video casts that you watch, you know, that there's paid subscriptions of things to where you basically you would, they would get a direct link sent to their email or something like right. that. Uh, so we're kind of torn with the idea of doing that. Obviously there's a lot of things to talk about in the world today. Uh, we've been trying and to, it'd be so fun. We're trying, you know, we try and keep this show lighthearted, um, it's not, some weeks it's easy, it's easier than others. Um, so we'll, did, did you like my idea how they would pay? Yeah. <laughs> just coins. Just coins. We just want coins. Send that through the post office if you would. And then uh, <laughs> see, we can help the post office. And then what will we do with this money? We'll give it to Kroger <laughs> because they need our coins. All right. Well, that's all we got for this week's show. Uh, if we decide to, to roll with that... Uh, We'll let you guys know if it's something even anybody's even interested in. I don't know. So, um, I think it'd be a fun show. Yeah. So, well, we're we'll, we're masked though, like we were. Yeah. So they can't identify us. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening along, and we'll catch you guys next week. Take care. See you later. <laughs>